Hi, and welcome to the Kaya Wellness Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Ayala, mental health professional and wellness connoisseur, sharing with you the latest information, talks, and tips to support you on your wellness journey. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Kaya Wellness Mind Body Podcast. Today, I wanted to pop in and talk a little bit about mindfulness and meditation practices. To be quite honest with you all, I must admit that the definitions of mindfulness and meditation are still baffling to me, and I'm still trying to figure it out, but I've come to experience through my own practice, um, I would say an element of mindful meditation, which is such a thing. So I first want to start off by kind of sharing my conceptualizations about a mindfulness practice versus a meditation practice. When it comes to a mindfulness practice, I I kind of look at this as a moment-to-moment experience, our moment-to-moment awareness, slowing down and taking a look at what's happening in the present moment from a non-judgmental lens or a non-judgmental point of view, meaning that we're not attaching emotions or narrative to the things that we discover in a mindful moment, but we're simply just bearing witness to the moment around us without the pressure or the need to change or shift what we are experiencing, but rather just have a moment to explore and discover how we are experiencing what's happening to us. In that moment. And the way that I look at a meditation process is something that I experience more when I am in a shavasana or the beginning, excuse me, the ending moments of a yoga class where the instructor kind of invites us into this moment of experience of just being in a meditative state. And a meditative state for me is the experience of allowing emptiness. Now, the reality is, is that it's very difficult to shut the brain off because that's what it's designed to do is to stay on and to keep us alive. But there are these opportunities where we can rest, relax, yield, ease into a moment and experience the brief sensations of of emptiness or full openness. And when I move into a meditative experience, my intention is to connect to my higher self, my intuitive parts, the parts of my intelligence that reside and exist and live on the outside of my earth suit, of my skin that go beyond my mind. And and it's and it's in this space that I feel as if I can begin to really connect to my inner guidance, my most intelligent parts of self. And it's really difficult to explain to someone unless it's something that you've you've practiced before. So this is this is my conceptualization of meditation and mindfulness. Now I want to talk about a few myths about meditation and mindfulness that I have struggled with. If well, yes, let's start there. <laughs> the first one is keeping our eyes closed. That moving into a mindful or meditation state requires us to have the absence of distractions to the point where we need to fully go inward. 
And I want to share with you all an experience that I had while I was doing some hypnosis training with the late Betty Alice Erickson, who's Milton H. Erickson's daughter. Um, I had an opportunity to to do um, some training with her. And in our training, I was um, picked to do an experience with her. And I remember moving into this meditation experience with her, this hypnosis state. And I remembered gazing into her eyes and just feeling this complete sensation of warmth and openness and full connectivity that felt so safe and embracing that I just wanted to keep my eyes open. And it was in that moment, now let me be really clear, meditation and mindfulness are not hypnosis. However, you can enter hypnotic Um, states of mind as you practice that. But nonetheless, it was in that moment that I realized how much more comfortable, much more ease and restful it was for me to allow my gaze to remain open. And so there are myths that, you know, moving into a meditation or mindful state that there's a requirement to close your eyes. (laughs) And I just want to kind of set the stage that for me and in my wellness practices and moving towards a healing self and taking healing action is that I've really given myself permission to do what feels best for me in the moment. And there are some times where the moment calls for me to release my eyes and allow my eyelids to close into a comfortable space. And there are more often moments where I feel more at ease and grounded with a soft focus on an object, whether that be the floor or a candle or maybe something that's just a few feet in front of me. And so I want to just kind of X out this myth that if you have ever struggled with a meditation or a mindfulness practice, that it's completely okay and very much welcome to follow your body's guide in regards to eye gaze. You know, if your body is calling for you to keep your eyes open, then I really want to invite you into that. Now, there's two different types of eye gazes that I want to introduce to you if you choose to keep your eyes open, which is a fixed gaze and then a peripheral gaze. Um, So a fixed gaze is where we find one object to rest our eyes on, and we really focus in on that. And there's really no right or wrong way to do that. But if you choose to use a fixed gaze, I want to invite you to just notice the activity that you feel in your body and in your mind with a fixed gaze. Um, The other type of gaze that you can use is this peripheral gaze. Now, this is a word that I've kind of made up, I, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure if someone else has used it or not. But in a peripheral gaze, I keep my focus open and soft. So... For to explain it from a physical stance, it's as if we allow the eyes to kind of sink back into the head, really opening up the ability to see multiple components, kind of like a scene as opposed to one fixed object. And it's in this type of gaze that I find a bit more openness and a bit more 
kind of stillness and groundedness where I'm beginning to experience myself as part of something um, as opposed to a focus gaze where I feel maybe a sense of control or needing to be active in focusing on something. So these are two different types of gazes that I like to engage in when I enter into a mindful practice or a meditative practice. And sometimes I choose to close my eyes and that's just that. Sometimes my body allows me to take that next extra step. So Here's another barrier that has kind of inhibited my meditation and mindfulness practice is my own, you know, protective factors, my own body's responses that I've developed over the years to help um, protect me. Now, they're not always efficient, (laughs) which is why I've taken a wellness journey, because I don't necessarily feel that all of them are completely helpful and useful in a healing practice. Um... For instance, hypervigilance or my attempts to control everything and keep everything in control, but it's precisely these um, patterns of self-protection that have made it really difficult for me to enter into a meditative practice. So really talking to those parts of myself that want to continue to self-protect and giving them choices and options and saying, hey, we don't have to keep our eyes closed. We can move our body in a way that feels more comfortable for us. It's having these choices and options that gives me more accessibility to connecting to my intuitive higher self. So another myth of meditation and mindfulness that I want to share with you all is that you have to be lying down (laughs) or you have to be sitting with your legs crossed. And that's not always true. There are some moments in a meditative or mindful experience where your body may feel more ease if you are in a lying down state. But for someone like me who has a controlling protective um, component to myself that I need to, to be aware of, lying down doesn't always feel magical and restful. It feels really vulnerable. So until I continue working on that part and integrating that part that needs control, I allow my body to have opportunity to maybe sit in a chair with my eyes open, (laughs) which is totally doable and acceptable. So that's kind of the second myth that I want to make sure that we cover today as you guys begin to nibble on a meditative or mindfulness practice for yourself. So number one is you don't have to close your eyes. You can if you wish, and there's two different gazes that you can engage with, a fixed gaze or a peripheral gaze. And then the second thing is, is that you don't have to be lying down or sitting in a cross-legged position with your hands on top of your knees, um, but you can be sitting comfortably. You can be sitting in a chair. You can be sitting on your bed. You can be sitting on the ground if you want with your legs stretched out. Really following your body's guide is going to be the pathway to connecting to your higher intuitive self and to be able to explore yourself in the present moment with more ease and and more comfort. So I guess the bottom line here is, is that really do what feels right for you and your body. The other thing that I wanted to introduce to you all is the um, component of intention. So what intention does whenever we move into a mindful or meditative state is it sets kind of like a direction. That's it. 
there's really not a need to have achievement because achieving just fuels our needs for control, more striving, and and more stress. But what intention does, it's like if you were going to go for a stroll through the woods, it's best to have kind of a direction in which you want to follow. We don't know what we're going to find at the end of that, but at least we have some sense of direction that we can move into. So it's kind of just like pointing your finger in one way and saying, hey, let's go this way and and see what happens. So it's giving ourselves an ability to have a path and to follow a guide. So if you're going to move into a meditative or mindful practice, and this is the first time that you've been um, thinking about it or wanting to practice, I highly suggest doing a guided practice. Guided practices usually start with an intention and move you into a specific direction. And this can really help anchor you into the places that you want to move into. So we've kind of covered a few myths. We kind of covered this idea of having an intention. And I'd like to share with you just a really brief mindful meditation that we're going to focus on our breath and using our breath as an anchor, kind of like a home base. And just beginning to get our toes wet with um, starting a meditative or mindfulness practice here. So of course, if you're choosing to engage in this practice with me today, I really want to make sure that you feel um, that you're in a space where you're um, not driving, number one, or you that, that you can give your full attention to yourself. Um, and it's okay if there's a few distractions around. We just want to make sure that you feel safe, safer in the space that you're in. So we're going to try and eliminate anything that could um, be potentially interruptive in a way that would be startling to you or um, could put you in a compromised position. So go ahead and find yourself in a comfy space. And I'd like for you to try out and decide, do I want to sit? Do I want to lie down? Do I want to be in a chair? Do I want to be on the ground? So go ahead and find a position that feels right for you. And once you have a position that feels right for you, what I'd like for you to do now is begin to build orientation to the place that you're in. So we can begin to talk to maybe those parts of you that like to control Um, And let them know that you are aware of where you are and that you have full control of the space that you're in, that you can stop at any time, that if you choose to close your eyes, that you can open them at any time, that we're going to attempt to stay as still as possible, but if the need arises to move or to care for yourself, that that is always accessible. And we do this by just simply gazing around the room from that peripheral sense. We're not really identifying things, but we're just kind of allowing the dialogue to drift away, but allowing our body to begin to just softly incorporate through simple awareness of where we are. Maybe you move your head and your eye gaze up and then down and side to side. 
And now at this point, I invite you to choose your eye gaze. I'd like for you to choose the setting of your face, your eye gaze, your jaw, the tongue in your mouth, and just allow your body and and your mind to begin to settle in to whatever shape you have decided to take today. And moving into this mindful portion of our time together, we're simply going to observe without judgment while we know it might come up. We'll simply allow ourselves to just let it float by like a cloud in the sky, not holding on to anything, any words, any sensations, but just merely and softly just taking note. And we're going to take note of our breath without any shifting of the breath or any trying, no need to deep breathe. but softly beginning to just become aware of the movement of the breath as it enters the nose, the throat, the chest, and the belly. And then feeling the sensations of the breath as it moves back out of the body. Yeah, so just simply observing that breath, how it moves from the belly through the chest, through the throat, and through the nose. Just sensing and guiding the breath, maybe using the same pattern, nose, throat, chest, belly, belly, chest, throat, nose. And since we're engaging in this mindful portion, let's see if we can play a little bit with this breath maybe slowing it down just one degree more. So just allowing the breath to ease to your degree of comfort. And sometimes this practice of easing the breath is so subtle that we may not even notice it. And that's quite all right. We're just offering opportunities to be present with the breath and demonstrating our abilities to move the breath softly, slowly. And I bet just right about now, you might have some wandering thoughts that come in. That's totally cool. 
Because remember, this is how the mind and the brain and the body are designed. So we're just going to softly come back to the sensations of the inhale and the exhale. Next, we're going to dive into more of the meditative practice. On your next exhale, instead of guiding the breath through the nose, the throat, the chest, and the belly, we're just going to softly let go of any guide and just simply be in the breath for a few moments of stillness, a few moments of emptiness. Here we are, just taking a little nibble of the meditative experience of just being in our body and being with our breath together here. And just take note of what it was like without criticizing yourself or judging yourself, which I know is really challenging. And it might happen, but we're just going to let that go because it really isn't going to serve us in this moment. We're here to play, have a little bit of fun, and learn together. And softly guiding your awareness back to the anchor of the breath, following that pathway once again, nose, throat, chest, Belly, belly, chest, throat, nose. Yeah, coming back into the body, coming back into the breath. Now here's an opportunity to take note of your full body experience. Maybe softly bringing some movement into the lower parts of your body and your upper parts. I like to wiggle my shoulders a little bit, a little bit of circular motion at the sacral part of my spine where the hips meet the spine on the back body. Yeah. 
And if your eyes are closed, maybe now's a good time to flutter them back open. And if you have a fixed gaze, maybe you want to close your eyes for just a moment, blink and bring them back open. And if you have a peripheral gaze, maybe simply gazing around other portions of the room. So here's just a little a little uh, appetizer of a mindful meditation practice just to get our toes wet. Maybe this is something you've done before. Maybe it's just a simple reminder to come back to basic, basics. I hope that this practice has given you just maybe a little bit of foundation to work with. Um, I know that meditation and mindfulness has been a cornerstone for embodiment for myself. My mind is constantly moving. That's another one of the protective factors that I have. And so kind of moving from the mind and into the body has been a stabilizer in my wellness practice, even though it's challenging to get to some days. It's okay if it's challenging. We're going we're to go through this together. We're a collective team working on healing and wellness for everybody. So as always, friends, I'd like for you to share this podcast with someone else if you think it could be useful for them. Also, don't forget about the practices, the embodiment practices on the YouTube channel, which is Kaya Wellness by Kelly. And be well. I encourage everyone to be well, to be moving, and as always, be you. You have been listening to the Kaya Wellness Mind Body Podcast. To learn more about Kaya Wellness, visit kayawellness.life. You can also follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Kaya Wellness by Kelly.